Good evening and welcome to Serial Podcast 9. I don't know. Fuck. Bob, yeah, right? you just say, hi, I'm Gerard from Serial 9 usually. So lame. Can we do something better? <laughs> like, welcome to Serial Podcast 9. I'm Gerard. And I'm Kevin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Serial Podcast 9, as Gerard already told us. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I feel like okay. you haven't listened to the podcast in a long time. Me? Yeah. Maybe just not the intro. Yeah, the intro is like literally that robot voice being like, welcome to Serial Podcast 9. What are we talking about tonight? Today we're talking about uh, gatekeeping. Uh, Are you a gatekeeper? Are you being gatekept? What does any of this really mean? What the hell is a gatekeeper? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think we should define what gatekeeping is first. So who wants to define gatekeeping? Somebody who knows what it is. Ryan Benoit wants to define it. I don't, I'm so long-winded. I thought I'd get Kevin to do it and it would be the best. Just make it as fast <laughs> as you possibly can. Okay, so correct me Give if me I'm wrong. Too long I didn't read, you know? Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. The idea of gatekeeping is someone acquires all of the knowledge, has a, like just a bunch of wisdom and knowledge about a scene or a subject, and <laughs> they stop other people from entering that scene or acquiring knowledge from the subject. It's like, Almost like being an elitist and not letting people enter the scene because they aren't up to par with like your level. Is that fair? That's uh, what's an example. Here's two Hondas that, you know, like type R spoon parts and they have all the rare parts. And this guy has like an entry level Honda and he comes to the meet and these guys won't engage with him or answer his questions because they are gatekeepers. Essentially happening is the gatekeepers are keeping new people from joining the scene which stops it from expanding. And then like the new, the person who's like, doesn't have the money to buy all the cool parts or who is like new, never really progresses in the scene because there's no mentorship for them. There's no one to like bounce ideas off of or tell them what, what is cool or, or how to do a thing. Uh, And that I think was the example that I was given. Uh, Somebody yeah, might someone shows up with a hella whack car and you just like laugh at them and make fun of them rather than like hopefully like try to teach them how they could do it better, you know. I would even imagine that uh like final bout could be seen as like gatekeepers to like a style of drifting, right? Like yeah, a little yeah. bit. You gotta okay, okay. get in. Okay. Uh, There's a conversely. Um, is there anything good about gatekeeping? Like, what if you're trying to preserve a certain level of, like, exactly that, like Final Bout, like you're trying to preserve a certain level of quality cars, quality builds? I'm pro gatekeeping, I think. I mean, is, you know, okay. Is anyone counter gatekeeping? Uh, I mean, I can kind of understand a little bit of like the counter gatekeeping where, yeah, you know, like maybe you're scaring away new people because you know but i mean but yeah i also there's yeah it's like a, a you know a multitude of scales of it yeah so, i don't know like uh all of the car shows that are worth going to these days are, are gate kept car shows so at the beginning of certain trails there's a gatekeeper the gatekeeper is basically an obstacle or some sort of technical more technical gate if you will where like you have to have a certain level of truck to to pass the gate the trail itself may not be as difficult as the gatekeeper but it's kind of like to weed out any shitty trucks or groms or basically to keep most of the people out unless you're like hardcore enough to like either destroy your truck on the gatekeeper or your truck is just gnarly enough to pass the gatekeeper with no with no issues so it's kind of one of those things i guess that's the same thing it's like you want to have sick cars at your meet so you're going to have like a little bit of an elitist attitude and a little bit of gatekeeping, if you will, because you don't want like XXR wheels at your meat. Yeah. Get those the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. yeah. I I'm Shit. with Kevin though. Like I, there are multitudes and I will say like, I'm pro gatekeeping, but I'm also like, I do <laughs> think everyone should also like operate with tact and like generally like, try to be somewhat respectful like respectful to other people yeah i think when you're an arrogant gatekeeper it's pretty it's pretty lame like i understand like 
it's a rite of passage. Like you can't just be like, yo, my car is sick and my car is sick. Well, maybe it's not sick. And like, you do have to somehow learn what is and isn't sick depending on what scene you're trying to get into. You know what I mean? So, I mean, honestly, that's like an interesting aspect of it. So when does a guy go from like, I built my first car in ESRs and then he's like, yo, I'm going to get some like better wheels. Like, is it because he gets clowned or is it because he actually realizes that ESRs aren't nice? Or is it because like, like where's the turning point there? I mean, like, I there is a certain kind of person that buys. I feel like you clown your friends on like their like the shit their that's wheels. up yeah. about their car. Like, yeah, but, but what if they don't? What if their friends don't care? Yeah. So, but this is the part about gatekeeping that like we're not really getting into. We're saying there's these newcomers, and they show up, and they're like, oh, nobody's like, nobody wants to talk to me about this. They're just a arrogant gatekeeper. The thing that gets me about that is like, it's kind of like the sense that people, the, the people that are being gate kept, also sometimes there's a sense of entitlement that comes from them, where it's like, they, you know, it's like, well, I like cars and you like cars. It'd be like, hey, Kevin, you have a Toyota and I have a Toyota. So why aren't we friends? And then you're like, I don't know, man. Like, we just don't have anything in common. We're like different people. And then yeah, I'm like, I mean, Fuck yeah. you, you're an arrogant gatekeeper. Like, we both drive Toyotas. We should be friends. You know? Yeah, like, I mean, like, like there's. How I mean, getting, get, this... kind of getting where you fit in, you know? Yeah. And how many messages do you get from people just being like wheel specs? What arrow is? And not even like, hey, man, really like your car. Think it's dope. I was just curious, like, what wheel specs are you running? So when I say tact, I think there's like, yeah there's a sense that sometimes and i imagine you guys get this more than i ever would but it's like you're used as google right so it's like hey you know everything about the scene just let me ask you a question and then it's like if you don't respond then it's like you're a gatekeeper or if you're like yeah like that's definitely part like the complete counterpart to it i would say where like it does seem like people have way less respect for perhaps people who have acquired the knowledge over that amount of time and then approach those people you know with that tact or the lack thereof like like no tact right like that yeah the reason why this got me so much is like i watched that video where the guy explained it with hot wheels and he like made fun of the guys and he's like and then they drive off into the sunset and this new guy isn't part of the scene i was like yeah, but the guys that have the two cool cars are probably friends and have been friends for a while. You don't have to be friends with, with anyone. Like you, just because someone has that car doesn't mean that you have to be friends with them. You should always be polite and tactful when you communicate with people. But also, it's not just like, oh, hey, you're new to the scene. Let me take you under my wing and like show you around. You know, like I, I, I a younger me thought that I had to do that, and I learned very quick it's like man just because somebody has an s13 doesn't mean i have to be friends with them like we're very different people and we mostly just fight about things and like <laughs> got those people out of my life fairly quick you know i don't know that's my kind of like take on it it's like i i do think there's both sides of it hey i'm a bit detached from that aspect of the scene obviously because like you know we're i guess technically serial nine is almost a gatekeepers just generally because it's like you know you you have to have a certain type of car you have to have i don't know like maybe a certain level of car because you're buying fucking serial nine parts like you you know what i mean you're not the people that buy serial nine aren't the same i mean they might be the same people that buy megan but i feel like there's a bit of clout sort of like associated with that type of car or serial nine parts because they achieve that sort of car you know what i mean it's like or uh, i mean yeah so once in a while we get those those weird dms where it's like a guy with a completely stock ls400 from like some really far away place and he's like i want my car to look like this what do i do and i mean you know we have to we have to be like you need this this and this and this so basically you need to spend like four or five grand on suspension and then you can achieve that and he's just like well uh okay i guess or like that's really expensive or like are you sure there's no other way to do it and it's like well i sell these parts so i'm not going to tell you some other way to do it like i'm just going to tell you this way so i mean why are you gatekeeping on the 
No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real gatekeeper. Tell me the budget way. Yeah. How dare you? Why aren't you letting new people into the scene, Gerard? The guy just wants us to have a sick car for no money. And maybe yeah, if you like, listen why to can't, money, why can't you write out you know. like a 45 page essay with photos describing what to do to every single part of the car to make it sick? But for him. But, but guess what we actually do? We do do that. I do do that. I've definitely spent tons and tons of fucking hours on Instagram forums and like Facebook pages, like trying to explain to people like stuff, you know what I mean? It's like, I I definitely like am am that guy to like, I think educating people is like a way kind of better way to do it. Like maybe they just don't know. They, they, maybe they think ESR is the shit, you know, who the fuck knows? They don't like, if you can give them a reason why one wheel costs a thousand dollars and one wheel costs a hundred dollars and it's like a legitimate reason, maybe they're like, Oh, actually, I guess I'm just really mad at people that are gate kept. Gate kept or gate. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'm mad at people that are kept by gatekeepers. Cause it, it's such a whiny ad. I feel like it's such a whiny attitude from a lot of people being like, well, this guy won't tell me anything. And it's like, yeah, not everybody's going to tell you everything. And sometimes you're going to have to go do the work yourself and like, like put in the time and do the research. Like, hey, Gerard, what happens when someone messages you and says, what suspension do you have on your car? Do you take the time to explain every single part you have on your car? I have no, definitely, yes. I no, you're have. just like, yo, are you kidding me? Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, like, I would, yeah. I mean, there definitely are times when I'm just like, yo, like, it kind of depends on how the guy words it usually or like tact. what yeah. yeah tact exactly exactly and it's like if the guy's like yo what suspension do you have in your car like legit like that's the actual question i'll just be like dude like you're literally on my fucking instagram like you could just go back a little bit through the photos and like look at the actual suspension on my car and like you would assume that a serial nine car has fucking serial nine suspension <laughs> but like maybe he meant coilovers i don't know people sometimes ask like you know what what you know so if you give him a if you give him a curt response like are you a gatekeeper now you know i'm gonna say this i've noticed unless it's just for me i can't comment on your stories anymore gerard Is yeah that i noticed that too are you fucking kidding me yeah no, for a I while now for a while i'm like oh man gerard got tired of like, like turned it off yeah like, no no not at all dude mm-hmm. see that's that might be something honestly like i a- like screen capture to fit my like the part from my car that you took a picture of is like yo what's this because i couldn't comment on your story <laughs> yeah no more messaging the business yeah i don't know man that's super bullshit i don't know why you're gatekeeping knowledge <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, man i'm just trying to ask you real specs what are the yeah. wheel specs on the Aristo in this photo? Not even what are. It's like wheel specs, question mark. That. And then I'm always the one that's like, oh, thanks, man. Let me get those for you. Here's an article I wrote. <laughs> and then it's like, why am I How being you... so nice about this? Who would you even find that? a nice guy. Yeah. I, that... Nobody told me that you can't comment on my shit anymore. I just thought you knew. And then right before I asked, I was like, I wonder if you just made it so I can't message him. No, fuck that. Why would it? <laughs> I don't know. That's so stupid. <laughs> the things that go through my head. I'm like, mm, maybe I like that's a weird thing. So hey, like, mm. hey, Ryan, how many of those, uh, how many shirts he sold? Which ones? I haven't sold any. That one, I haven't, that ad- one. haven't advertised them, so I haven't sold any. I thought I saw it once. On Dodo Logic's Instagram story. I haven't done it? I haven't posted anything yet. Yeah, you're gonna make me one of those? I could say like you're probably seen as a bit of a gatekeeper. Okay, sorry, I would think sorry, so. Sorry, there's there's the crushing it shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that one not new too? That's brand new, yeah. Crushing it? Yeah, uh, so not just the this? Neko, not not just the poutine cat one that you're there's wearing. Three new no? shirts, but I haven't advertised any of them. Well, we're, uh, can we buy them? How did I? Yeah, yeah you can just but... go on their website. Yo, uh, how come you you spell Dojo Logic with a C and not a K? It would have been kind of sick. Well, fuck if Logic. I had a time machine. <laughs> yeah, Dojo Logic. That's a whole other story. Because then we would it would seem exotic and like you'd be like think <laughs> it might be German exotic. or something. Exotic, more exotic. Yeah, like Dodo than that version shirt is cool. Ryan, make us. Well, I was drunk when i made that so well, there you get go. drunk and make more shirts 
Okay, you guys, we are all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing with gatekeeping, I feel like coming up, everyone was gatekept. Like, if you went onto a forum, and this maybe goes back to your original point, Gerard, where you're like, when does someone like realize that ESR wheels aren't cool? If you went on Zilvia and you were like, look at my car on like knockoff wheels, you'd probably get torn apart until you're like, oh shit, nobody's going to dig this. I better buy better wheels. You said that you ran into issues with British Ford guys because you didn't have the Lotus version of the car or whatever, and they were yeah. gatekeeping you. And that probably fueled you to be the current version you are of yourself. Yeah, that's true for me for a bit. I just bypassed the gate, man. <laughs> well, no, the gate kept you a bit. They're like, we don't want to talk to you. And like 16-year-old Gerard with whatever haircut he had at the time was like, <laughs> fuck this shit. I'll show you. Kevin, you and I came up around the same time. You were on forums. I mean, you had a fueled by hate sticker on your car. <laughs> or not fueled by hate. It was I, I don't I don't I, oh I don't no know. no the Kevin definitely like, never had a field by hate no no he did no. the dudes were laughing at <laughs> the dudes were mad at your car and you loved it that's what I was but Kevin yeah. was was actually fueled by yeah hate. he was actually he literally fueled by he didn't need to put the sticker out there <laughs> yeah fuck that shit he didn't need to uh, honestly though no, because I was thinking I was thinking back right now and I was like yeah I could kind of think of like a lots of times I was gate kept on like I remember like going to my first drift event and like dudes were laughing at me because like my car didn't have enough mods. Like it was literally like a stock eight, six Corolla, like that. I just took all the interior out of. And then like, I remember, you know, I remember other times where like dudes were laughing at me because I paid shops to like put my coilovers in and like, you know, same, same thing. It was just like, well, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to do it. Like what the fuck else am I going to do? Right. Yeah. You know? trying to think i mean i guess i could have learned and like whatever and like that was you know eventually obviously (laughs) i did and like (laughs) i mean Uh, you're a gatekeeper but yeah like but yeah Yeah. i mean maybe that was just but i do feel yeah there you know there is there does need to be some level of gatekeeping and like but then yeah i also thought about other times where like in the beginning same thing i'm like kind of this nobody kid and i go to the shop and like the owner like it just doesn't give me the time of day at all. And it's just being like kind of a huge asshole. And like, it's stuck with me forever, you know? Um, yeah. So then definitely. I was trying to think like, man, like have, have I been like that? And then I was like, man, I've definitely been like that. Like <laughs> I've definitely been like, man, like who is this, who is this absolute nobody or whatever, like showing up here. But I, yeah, you know, I try to try to be respectful and nice and, but it can be tough and like it can be if especially if someone feels that it's owed to them, right? Like if in the same way that someone that uh, feels that respect is owed, like, hey, I've done all this shit. My car's really cool. The same side of someone's just like what I said in the beginning, like, oh, fuck, we have the same brand of car and I think your car looks sick and one day my car will be sick. Uh, that's probably not enough. It's like when Gerard told that dude, it's like, it's going to be like four grand to make your LS look like that LS. It's That's a ton of money. And it's like, yeah, now Gerard just took the time to educate you. And either you can go ahead with it, you can leave the scene or find a cheaper way. But, uh, you know, yeah. like, you're kind of, I don't know. You're, I mean, I mean, that's, that's a perfect example. Cause like there's dudes in Russia or like fucking you know latvia or something that chop their fucking stock stuff up and their car externally looks like these crazy cars with tiedemann and all that stuff and they still drive it around and it's still super low it does everything but like those guys somehow either have the knowledge or the drive to just like make it happen you know because maybe that's all they got they they, they maybe can't afford the serial nine or they can't afford the tiedemann but they know what it's supposed to do so they're like well take this arm chop this up weld it together fucking see what happens and then yeah you know like what we, I mean? could, we could do that you know yeah we totally could make a car into a serial nine car without any serial nine parts but like don't yeah, tell just anyone like, just a bunch of tubes and some like sheets of metal like angle yeah. grinders and a welder yeah i mean or no, or like nothing you to could do actually, for a week you could do it better but still i find a lot of it the gatekeeping is dependent on the person who's potentially being gate it's like if you're a fucking idiot and you're asking like really stupid not stupid questions because i guess technically there are no stupid questions but like you had no motivation whatsoever to educate yourself first 
and you're just basically like you feel like you're entitled to get the answers from like somebody like you're basically trying to be spoon fed i feel like you know like we're pretty good at like if you are polite and come to us like that we are polite and we're going to give you what you're looking for yeah 100 percent. you know if you come to us with with no respect at all then that's the exact kind of response you're going to get you know yeah and then that's what i wonder is is it those people that then are turning around and being like yo fuck these guys fuck gatekeepers i'm trying to get into the scene and they wouldn't give me the time of day but it's like yeah because the way you approached it was super shitty and that was kind of the vibe that i got when i like started like reading and looking at people posting shit about gatekeepers like fuck gatekeepers it's like I think you're kind of looking at this the wrong way. I mean, like, look, there are obviously, I'm sure I've been gate kept from things. Uh, but, uh, oh, yeah, you you don't make friends with people just because they have sick cars, right? Not necessarily. And you're not I friends mean, with people based on the knowledge of the cars that they have. Because otherwise, we wouldn't be one friends. Thing, one thing I've I will say. I've concluded that like, at this point. <laughs> one thing I will say, though, if you had a bunch of, like, snowboarders in a room, it's going to be easy for them to all be friends. If you have yeah. a bunch of like car guys in a room, it's probably going to easy for them to all be friends. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean you're going to like go home and they're going to be your best friends and like all that. No. But like, I mean, uh, I think there's the initial sort of like, yo, that's sick. And then whether or not the person's cool or not sort of establishes whether you're going to continue to be better friends. Like you, yeah, like right. you always make friends, especially like for us, like with JZX guys, like, like we're pretty much friends with most of the JZX guys in the community. Um, but like, do we hang out with them all the time? Not so much, but I mean, I'm also 45 years old and have a family and shit. I don't hang out with that many people. Like when we started doing Dota Logic in Regina, I remember people were very upset. Like in we the do in Regina. Yeah. People were, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're all adults. <laughs> you just said, I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> okay. Anyways, go on. Uh, when we started doing Dota Logic in Regina, Saskatchewan, um, I remember people were very mad that we started it. Like it was, you know, they're like, oh, you what? started a, Yeah, they're like, you're a crew. You've drawn a line in the sand. And like what kind of, and it was very much the sense of like, what gives you the right to do this and say what's the thing? And it was kind of like, well, because we decided to do it. Like we were, we were doing it. And I, it, think, I think what that's called is haters. Yeah, but know. then I, but then, but then haters would might call it now gatekeeping at the time, right? Because it's yeah. like you go to a car meet and why don't you take photos of my car? I'm at, I had people be like, I'm at a drift event, I'm at every drift event. Where are my photos? Like when we did drift <laughs> events, it was like, why is there never any media of me? But that doesn't like, sound, that doesn't sound like a tactful approach. That doesn't no. sound like, hey man, I've noticed you've been out here at like four or five events, and like I also really noticed like there's not really any photos of my car. Like, you know, like is what's going on with that? Yeah. Why don't then, people just look inward as, as like, as a slight be like, I'm not good enough. Well, honestly, that that's a fucking awesome question. Cause some people, I don't know, maybe it's the parents they had, or they're just, they, they don't know how to do that. They don't lack, lack of parents. They had also, I don't think that's a generational thing. I'm, I'm going to put no, that out there. I no, never try to like shit on younger generations. I think that's cause like, I always found like coming up in the car scene, older people would shit and be like, well, the younger people are doing this. I'm like, look, man, there's yeah. dumb fucking old people in the car scene too. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, for sure. Yeah, there's like, always been those people. There's always been the assholes. There's always been the, the people that like that are entitled to think that you should just spoon feed them every bit of information or answers or like recipe to build a cool car. And there's always the people that like are super, like they just want to know everything. So they do all the groundwork and they just want, a little bit of your expertise not like your whole fucking plethora of knowledge they just like yo this guy knows way more than i do i've mm. kind of like hit my limit as to what i know and i just need to get more information from somebody that's like above me or has done more than me or whatever right no i and i think that's exactly it but gatekeeping seems like it it wasn't always a thing like i don't remember being in forums and people being like this is gatekeeping or oh like, buddy you <laughs> You were never part of JZX project. JZX no. project, massive gatekeeping. Like you had to get basically like shit on. Like there was like Zilvia and like Zip Tide. I guess it was Zip Tide was like Zip-tide, pretty yeah. gatekeepery. But like JZX yeah, yeah. was brutal. It was basically like take all of the outcasts from like not only like Zip Tide, but like 
the world. So now you get all these outcasts and they're into these super weird, obscure, stupid ass cars. So now they think that there's something because like they can gatekeep this tiny niche of like a fucking car market. Right. Yeah, that was probably like one of the like the most brutal forums. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, it was, it way, was like, stupid. The way like, people if you are. didn't like, if you asked a question that had been answered multiple times, like, yeah, you just get destroyed. Yeah, or, like, they would like that's every forum. So no, tell me more about no. Why. They would they would like call you names. They would say you're a fucking idiot. They would say you don't deserve to be here. You're a piece of shit. Like it wasn't like oh, like oh, you, you ever? Heard I feel of like that would happen button? on like literally every post all the time on that form. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah there like was I like, said, like I, you know, I was on Ziptide. Like Ziptide, same thing. You had to like fill out this application. Drove, yeah. People on the forum who already like, had, naked picture girls or something had to like yeah, like submit that you were okay. You had to like write out a story. Like you had to show your car. It was like this whole fucking thing, you know? Yeah, Did you get, get onto this Kevin? fucking forum. Did you get yeah. in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you did. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I don't like, even know. That, that was, fucking gatekeeps, Kevin. That was like the forum days. No, that I mean, I don't know. Like that's what I mean. Like I, I don't, don't think I was in. I might have been on Ziptide. I can't remember. I definitely wasn't active on it. But yeah, JZX Project. Like, and it's funny too because these like elite gatekeepers or whatever were like actually not super knowledgeable or super anything. They were just like the biggest asshole people that like felt cool because they ran some shitty they didn't even run the forum they were just on the forum and i guess like people started thinking it was cool that they were just so brutal so then they just continued being I, more I brutal i feel like like maybe it was like a lot of those people it was a really small tight-knit forum of people who were into a very specific thing yeah there was another forum which at the time which was like cressida.net oh god Twitter cressida. exactly so like that was like the like facebook How, what oil do i use what oil do i use like hey like where can i get like one replacement mud flap like you know like these kind of questions yeah. like that was toyota crested on that and then yeah jzx project was like all of the dudes who were trying to put like 19s on their x8 and like no 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 i mean maybe there were some people but like everyone was like not trying to put 19s on but yeah they were trying to put like yeah yeah, eighteen by tens. So like nineteens was a bit too much. They were like, "That's insert I, yeah, fucking stupid like, word here." Good. Uh, I, but I feel like every forum had its like. There was like the the hardcore one, and then there was like forum light version of that car that you were into, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Unless you were in a Cressidas, and there was only two forums. Like you know, S chassis, there was like. Fuck well, Zilvia was the one. I feel like Zilvia was the one, and then I think there was like. But then there's obviously going to be your regional forums, like you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Though Zilvia was like a pretty respect, respectable, yeah. respectful, like just like a good. Forum. I remember back in the day, like Nasonic. <laughs> no, it was like, Nasioc or whatever, or whatever. Nasioc. Yeah, like like there'd be like information on all types of cars on that weird yeah. Subaru forum way yeah. back in the day like i don't That's know like, why one, right? but i remember like nico yeah. i think maybe there was like yeah two nico was nissan that. one and that was i feel like maybe the not as like style heavy as zilvia but zilvia like i feel like adhered to it like i mean zilvia was probably like like a good car whereas like zip tide was like a cool car zip tide was like final boat before final boat Honestly. Zip tide was just like if you drifted, you could get in. Like not you could get in, but you had to like prove yourself. Yeah, you had to fucking kind of, kind of feel be like cool. you had to have like kind of cool cars, or oh, okay, like, yeah. or at least be like a cool person. Or something. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I kind of like those... that's the thing is like you could fully get in if like all of a sudden like your membership post has ninety people who are on the forum being like, yeah, this guy's dope, but you're like, yeah, you literally have no car. You probably right, still right. get on, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Forums felt like prison rules, no matter where I was. <laughs> it was. Right. Sort of, it yeah. was. You find the biggest guy in the forum, and you take a run at him, and if you <laughs> topple him a bit, if you get like some good digs in, then you get some respect. But if not, you get put in your place real fucking quick, and you like you, you scrounge around at the bottom, and you like <laughs> learn, you take your licks, and then you work your way back up. But it was always, it felt like prison rules. Because, like, the thing is, is, like, realistically, I'm not a very technical person. I've learned enough about, like, the social settings of what cars are like from forums that it helped me navigate, like, the car community. 
Anyway, I mean, so I'm I think sure. like I'm not sure I totally follow on that one. I was like, uh... well, I'm pretty well, sure no, you didn't learn little... how to like talk to people through <laughs> no, forums. No. Well, no, but I a little bit, not like learn how to talk to people, but even back in the day when I was on forums and there was like a Regina like local forum. I was dubbed like JDM nice guy because I was always nice to people. That was like, oh, like I was always courteous. I would sometimes like make fun of people and take shots at them. But at the end of the day, I always tried to be helpful. There were guys that definitely knew what was going on and they would put you in your place very quickly. And then there was other dudes that wanted to be that way. And I think that became a very good understanding for uh, just like, the worst case scenario what the car scene it's funny because on that jzx project forum like i was never that asshole like i kind of just never really give a shit to like be that asshole i just kind of thought that whole thing was pretty stupid so there were a lot of like new guys that came on and then these other guys would like talk shit and i'd just be like oh well sort of here's the answer or like you could do this or you could do that and and it was always kind of refreshing because those guys would be like hey like thanks for not being a fucking jerk and like actually answering my question and it's like yeah like it's it's unnecessary and it's kind of just like yeah like you're gatekeeping what like a fucking like a disgusting pond full of shit and like it doesn't even like what are you even trying to protect here like you don't even have any knowledge so like fuck you and your stupid gatekeeping right like well i mean isn't that like the whole like hierarchy of like you have to go through uh the 10 levels of questions to reach gerard there's 10 yeah. levels of gatekeeping you know yeah there is like there you gotta go through the levels you gotta, yeah, you gotta to go through the pond you gotta cast yeah. kevin and the pond yeah. you know eventually you get to ryan in the hill and eventually you're at gerard in the mountain you know in the mountain i think we've described a very accurate way of like how to be polite and still helpful to people but in the same token it's like if you're going to do uh, a car meet, like if Serial Nine is going to do a car meet, it's not going to be like first come, first serve. Like you're going to put all the dope cars in the area where all the dope cars need to go. Like that's just. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a perfect example is a block party. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It would... Put all the cool cars in a row and then like tons of things are like that. And then, yeah, people... it, you know, like you not everyone gets to get into the college course that they wanted or the college yeah. that they want. Not everybody. You know? Yeah. Not everybody gets accepted to Harvard. Like that's, that's yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, exactly. Uh, we used to do car meets and it was like, anyone could come. So like you'd have this car meet in Saskatchewan and it'd have like 600 cars at it. And then so like 200 Mazda threes and like, <laughs> yeah, well, just a bunch of Subaru Impreza's. <laughs> of uh, course. But that was the thing. And then, like, there was no 600 cars. Yeah. Dota Logic's defrost, maybe even more than that. Defrost and fallouts were like very big. People would come from Manitoba. People like it was. That's a fucking huge meet. Yes. It was. We were. You're a big deal, man. Shit. Way bigger than Not anywhere. We never never had a 600 person car or anything. The thing is, though, is that not every car there was cool. Right. And then we would a lot private parking for the cars that we knew that were cool and those dudes would show up late so everybody could watch them drive to their like cool parking spot but part of the problem was is that we didn't gatekeep those events enough like because it was free you didn't have to do anything there was no sense of pride like to yeah like, just show up in your yeah. astro van with rusted out fenders. some people or someone would be like i spray painted my car in my garage last everybody would bring whatever they had and it was fine but then as it went on it descended into chaos because people didn't take pride in it and by the time i moved away the guys were still doing it and you had just like a bunch of degenerates like being like do a burnout drift the corner and it's like yo man like we've paid to rent this parking lot we paid for an insurance you know like and you're pissing people probably hard to police 600 people it is and then because there was no sense of pride in it and all the dudes that actually cared about the scene were like yo you're gonna fuck this up for everyone and then they did but i guess what i'm saying is that at the end we didn't gatekeep and then bro the people who were gatekept overran the the prison yard and like caused a riot and then they're like well shut down the prison just to execute everyone yeah no, i mean like i mean gatekeeping is still alive and healthy so it's not like we haven't been shut down we're 
We're still yeah. oppressing. We're still yeah, fucking exactly. imposing serfdom upon them. Yeah, well, we didn't. We let them. We let them slide, and that is that. That's the utopia that all the respect all builds want. That's what happens when you respect all builds. Pandemonium and chaos. Do you guys respect all builds? I respect all respectable builds. <laughs> respect all respectable. That's not a bad, not yeah. a bad catchphrase, actually. No, but, that's. But I mean, that's the thing. It's like I don't have to respect all builds. All all builds aren't a build. If oh, if you put some time in effort, you said they were kind of. You were like, maybe coilovers and wheels are a build. I don't know. Like, I mean, it depends on the car, man. Maybe you bought a brand new fucking car and you put coilovers and wheels on it. That's like it's kind of a build. But like you didn't buy some fucking JZX90 and put coilovers and wheels on it. It's like that right. shit comes on the, those cars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So respect yeah. all respectable builds. <laughs> Do you ever yeah. feel that you are currently gatekept from anything? Yeah, man. I don't have a fucking Porsche Taycan to go racing at the Porsche Club or a Porsche even a fucking Porsche Cayenne or Porsche anything. So I'm gatekept from racing in certain places. Like I can't race my blit against those guys. I have to race it against some other fucking guys. Who are you going to race the blit against? No, like, like honestly, if you're racing the blit, you'd be in like the highest class because it's, it's engine swapped and. Oh, know. I mean, that's, yeah. If you're talking about like, if I'm like racing, racing, but if it was a track day, like, yeah, I'd have to go against everybody track day. I can't race with. I can't race with the Mustang Club. I can't race with the Porsche Club. I mean, there's no fucking Toyota race day. Like, you go. Well, there could so. be, dude. Honestly, track racing super gate kept. Super gate kept. Like so. Honestly, high, drift, high drifting entry was gate kept for the longest time. Yeah, they like look down on drifting so hard, and oh yeah, never, absolutely. oh yeah, you're like kept out. Like, like, like yeah, even right now, were, like we're like we're kept out of fucking Penticton again. Well, I mean, yeah. that's the thing. It's like for yeah, when drifting was new every road racer looked at drifting like it was like the like the fucking scum on the bottom of your shoe they're like oh like non-racing line you're wasting tires like oh they probably just i remember people saying oh they probably just set it up with like the shittiest tires in the world and like tons of cameras so it'll slide around and it's like well actually no these cars have fucking tons and tons of mechanical grip and like tons of horsepower to overcome that and like i remember having an argument at a do with formula d at formula d and he was like a knowledgeable guy, like a racing guy. I was just like, man, like, why was he on Formula D? Just or it might have been. It's no, actually, it might have been. Actually, no, sorry, it wasn't Formula D. It was at a track day that I did for Kumo or something. And he was like a knowledgeable, respected SCCA racer. And we started talking about drifting. And he was just like, yeah, like eh, drifting. Fuck. This is when drifting was like real new. And but yeah, like you think he's gonna know anything? Like. But I guarantee you that same guy now is like, yo, drifting's kind of sick because it's it is mainstream. Yeah. Fuck that gatekeeper, hey. Well, you I remember for like the longest time, like we couldn't we couldn't get we could get venues that would rent to us, but we couldn't get any insurance that wasn't through the SCCA, but they wouldn't recognize yeah. drifting in any way. Yeah. So they would be like, No, you can't get any motorsports insurance. And then eventually, like, we did get motorsports insurance, and then we were at Boundary Bay, and we'd be running, there was, like, two runways, and, like, we'd be doing drifting on this one, and they'd be doing their autocross on this one, and there was, like, a fence, they were kind of in a V, but, like, everywhere you would pit was, like, a fence, and the entire fence was just lined with everyone from autocross watching the drifting. Mm. How did the autocrosses handle take that? Dude, autocross people are the. F- I mean, they were already over there watching the drifting. That you know, that's yeah, yeah. That's all, you know, I we had the same problem when we were like, like planning events, like the autocrossers. You know, it's like I would go to like argue with them about drifting, like go to meetings and be like, they'd be like, so we're gonna build the new timing system, and it's like, okay, cool, but like we threw this giant event and it made a bunch of money, and there's clearly like money in that. Can we have some money? And they're like, no. It's like, okay, good, good, good. Why won't you like how many people come out to an autocross event? Oh, like 20. It's like, well, we had like 400. So, can we have some money? Because, like, we're making people money. And they were like, nope, <laughs> no, you cannot, but you will. Yeah. And I was like, hey, what's the drifting budget? They're like, there is no drifting budget. We have one big lump sum of money, and we decide as an organization what to do with that. And right now, the organization is deciding to buy a new timekeeping system. 
And I was like, oh, good. You sure that... it wasn't a new gatekeeping system? Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. And then we did. We tried yeah. to do the same thing. We tried to, like, break off and, like, go get our own insurance. And then we got ratted on. And then we had to go back and talk to the, like, the president of the racing organization <laughs> in Saskatchewan. I was like, what are you doing? We're like, fuck you guys. We want to And they, wa- and they yeah. wonder why street drifting is so prevalent. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like when you gatekeep, people are just going to go find their own way. You know what I mean? Like, and it's probably going to be the improper way. I mean, there is that, but maybe the ones that make it are the strong ones. Like the one, not everybody finds the improper way. They find the the way to do it. Is it survival of the fittest? Like you do it, you either do it the easy way, then you're a tourist in the scene, or do you like get shit on and then learn to do it properly? I mean, honestly, just do your fucking work, man. Like, agreed. Uh, but what is someone's work? And this is the problem that we've talked about: is that we don't really know what the work looks like anymore. Because the true. work is like a Facebook group isn't necessarily the best. <laughs> I, you know what's funny is, yeah, you just you just hit the nail on the head, man. It's like you could. It's it's the same thing as going to a fucking BMX race and getting a participation trophy. It's like you could just put some piece of shit car on the fucking Facebook forums and get a bunch of like other dorks to be like oh that's so sick like uh, like you're so sick with your 80 pounds of bondo you're saying uh, like how do you do the work though to gain the information when the facebook forums aren't really that helpful how do you how do you do the work but then i guess and not, and not just go wheel specs you know like <laughs> yeah because this is the thing though going back to like gerard when i asked you how you did it like in the early days of like the internet not being sorted out you're like i had guys i had guys that i went to go talk to I had an engine guy and I had a fab guy and I had this for all the, all the, like the I, I mean, stuff you were doing. Maybe people are trying to do that now, but maybe they're just not good at like making the connection because they're too used perhaps, to Perhaps, man. I mean, that's the thing is that, yeah, it's spoon fed, spoon fed uh, society, right? Like I but, remember you had, you had to be hungry. You had to, you had to want the shit because you had I, to find the shit. You know? I'm sure there was dudes back in the day that showed up at a shop and were like just fucking awkward or entitled. And the shop owner was also like, I don't want to deal with this guy. Like, get him out of here. Like, I mean, have- it's very possible that I was that guy when I went to specialty engineer. I mean, I was very specific with my wants and like I told them, you know, this and that or whatever. But did I they mean, do the work or did they tell you to? They, eat, no, they did the work. Rocks? But but they no, could have fine. been like, yo, like, fuck this kid. He doesn't know what he's doing, but we're just going to like do this shitty job because he doesn't know any different anyways. It's, it's very possible that I was that that guy but that's not gatekeeping that's that's being a shitty person like if someone comes to you and says i have a very specific thing that i want and i'm going to give you money for said thing and then you're like nah fuck you that's just being shitty i probably went to that shop a bunch of times before that and said hey i'm i'm this kid and i'm building this thing and i'm i'm fucking cool like look at me no, but like to, in, in my eyes back then, that was the coolest place you could possibly be if you were into cars because it was like the creme de la creme. They actually raced cars. They fabricated literally everything. They made horsepower out of fucking dust and, and they were crazy. So like I would go there and like fucking try to gain knowledge or talk to them and like basically probably waste their time and then eventually brought stuff there to like get work done. But like maybe it wasn't a fucking chassis for a gt4 race car or maybe it wasn't like a fucking titanium tig welded exhaust it was just like a mandrel belt mandrel bent steel exhaust which still cost 950 dollars. but yeah i don't know like maybe maybe there was a in 1994 game. so that's like a ton yeah. of money <laughs> yeah it was it was you could have bought a house with that money <laughs> Like one thing I'll say, like, I remember always just trying to hang out at places where I was like, man, these people know what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. smart. I'm going to hang yeah. out here and I'm going to absorb something. And yeah. then, you know, like I'd fucking just be like, oh, like I'd be sweeping up like the like, you know, the shavings from the drill bits that are all like piled up on the floor. Or I'd be like, empty the garbage can into the dumpster. And then they'd kind of be like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just fucking standing around anyway. Might as well like do this which like i know how to do and then like eventually they're like so stoked and like they're they're just trying to teach you everything you know like it's like yo kevin check out this stupid kid that's doing the garbage <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah sounds like kevin's just trying to pitch people to come empty the garbage <laughs> garbage at cereal nine hey man you gotta start somewhere you know and emptying the garbage kevin will show me how to we definitely never had people like that in our shop 
Here's a question. How can someone virtually empty your garbage? <laughs> like virtually sweep your shop floor. Uh, I don't know. Because uh, that is, that's gone. I don't want to, I almost like, almost don't even want to say this, but like there's yeah, certain do. people who comment on like all of my stories or they like say something and eventually I'm just like, who is this person and i or like you know i reply to them all the time and then eventually i'm like who are they and now i know more about them than i did three months ago so like that has obviously influenced me in some way so what you're saying is we should all placate no that's the problem i don't want to be bombarded (laughs) let's just send kevin messages wheel spec wheel spec (laughs) yeah Ask you Alex. Want? I don't even. I don't even know my wheel specs. You should probably just message rare spec. Yeah, he'd love that. When we were shooting spec D, the bro down thing, I talked to Alex from Checkpoint, and he actually said he's like, uh, "I'm fully about gatekeeping as well." And he's like, "Because the thing is, he's like, I wasn't shooting cool stuff, and like I didn't know as much as what was going on, and then like dudes shit on me, and it pushed me." to be better at what I do. And then it also acknowledged like, I'm not doing the best version of what I could be doing. And that is exactly it, right? Like that is, you go to a drift event and we've talked about this already. It's like, I don't want to take photos of shitty cars. And then those dudes are like, where are the photos of my car? I thought I was shredding. And it's like, ah, yeah, but it didn't look cool. Like, so I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like the NFL. It's like, you can't all, you can't all be the best. You know what I mean? It's, and it's yeah. like, you, you know, like if you want to be the best, you like, and your friends all are into that and they all want to be the best, they're all going to push you to be the best. And then maybe you can be this version of yourself that you didn't even know existed. I do enjoy that you said the NFL, but then almost like half sang the Pokemon theme song, like be the, the very, very best. best. <laughs> no, one never was. Yeah, it was like, but NFL because yeah, Kevin I mean, likes NFL. sports. Yeah. Like, America, yeah, yeah, not Pokemon. That'd be weird. <laughs> There's no friends pushing you besides. But yeah, how, I, but I, question though, seriously though, how does a, a guy go from ESRs to the other wheels? Because I feel like the people that get the crazy wheels, like they already know that they want the crazy wheels. No, but maybe felt... they couldn't afford the crazy wheels. No, like I bought, I don't know, man. Junkyard, but I wanted long champs. You know, you bought what? I long from... champs. You bought what from the wrecker? Rikens, Riken mesh. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, Rikens aren't like a disrespectable wheel. It's not you like you buy... saved up a little bit of money to buy XXRs. You know, yeah, that's I mean, what I mean. It was I would say a little bit of money to buy Rikens though. But you yeah, also but you bought them from the record. You didn't buy them new, so like that's like you know what I mean. Like because you, you could, there was there wasn't really an option for any like cool wheel. But that's what I'm saying. What, what you're what you're saying is cool back then. What you're saying is cool is already cool because like you could have bought fucking. I mean, I had Rose. I had a but. Yeah, I had a buddy. Well, no, maybe Rotus didn't exist back no, then. Rotus but there were Dick you could have bought. Fuck? Yeah, that's what I mean. There was no there or, weren't knock there were knockoff wheels didn't exist back then. No, but there were wheels you could have put on that were shitty, but like you didn't think those were cool. So you already knew what was cool. You already wanted the cool shit. So the Rikens resembled the cool shit, is what I'm saying. How to be yeah, cool. Yeah, but I couldn't gate. buy the I couldn't afford the cool shit. Yeah. So to buy a lesser lesser cool shit. I yeah, this is interesting. I bought TSWs for my first car, but then for my 180, I remember like I. But do you when you bought the TSWs, did you know what work wheels were? No, probably not. No, I didn't. Like that's so when you saw works, were you like, "Yo, those look way better"? Yeah, I remember when I was like building that car, I sought out advice from people to be like, "What is cool?" And it's funny because I my dad. So my dad worked for Coca-Cola. That's irrelevant. But there was a dude that worked in the like the warehouse part there that was like, oh, I'll sell your son some wheels. And I was like, oh, and my dad's like, yeah, this guy said he'd like sell you some wheels. Uh, and he's like, he said they were the same wheels that were on the Super and the Fast and the Furious. And then like the guy like thought he was like, sh- like going to pull one over on on me. You. On young old Ryan here, young, yeah. yeah, young Ryan. But then he didn't like understand that, like, 
I guess like I had my brother I had and my brother I had street subscription. Yeah, I had a super street subscription and my brother had like one of the coolest civics in the city. And then my brother's best friend went on to like sell car parts for a while. So it was like, cool. What's the name of the wheels? And it was like, well, they're like Eagle alloy. And we were like, <laughs> turn the fucking wheels on the Supra. Like this guy's like fucking trying to like screw us over. Like, and I remember for being like, is that a good purchase? And then someone was like, maybe for an in-between wheel but that's not a wheel you want on your car and i was like yeah okay well that makes sense like that's that sounds really dumb i was like where is he getting this from why is he saying that but this dude was clearly just trying to unload his like shitty wheels trying to make a sale yeah yeah and i mean (laughs) where is he now i'll tell you where he's not doing a podcast with serial nine fuck that guy (laughs) he's crib keeping now yeah <laughs> I get. I mean, I guess for myself, like how I sort of figured out what was cool or what wasn't cool is like, yeah, you look at those like elite cars. I mean, from back then, it was like, yeah, you went to specialty engineering, and they had like sixteen by fucking twelve Panasports on their race car, and I was just like, whatever the fuck those things are, that's what I want. Those look insane. Like, and like, yeah, you could you could get. I mean, I had Rikens. I bought. I bought Rikens too because like that was a fifteen by seven zero wheel that like i thought looked in the way of those corolla wheels that were from japan and i mean like honestly back then like i couldn't even tell you how i would have bought those wheels like i only started to buy wheels off yahoo like much later than having the rikens on the corolla and like back then rikens were dope because they actually are japanese wheels and specialty used to sell rikens Hmm. so like that was actually like a sick wheel back then but then obviously once you start watching option and see like the real like Japanese style wheels, you're probably like, Oh, those look even crazier than these. Yeah. They're like SSR reverse meshes, like what you wanted yeah. your Riken to look like. But that's the thing is SSR came out after Riken's Riken superseded SSRs for sure. I mean, my Riken's literally had like no lip, but. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I you those... found them in a junkyard. So <laughs> I, so I'll say this to answer your actual question though. Like how did I figure that out? I rem- I went from having a Mazda MX three, which was very hard to buy any car parts for. Yeah. To it was four a, and a hundred that one. Yeah. And like, so it was like <laughs> TSWs and, and I went to a one eighty and like given like magazine culture and the things that I was following. And then some of the people that I knew, and the abundance of parts for the car at that point, it was kind of like, I was interested in what was proper and acceptable. And maybe that was my friends. And I'll say this, I was friends with Adrian Amati, which he like, he had that sexy style FC that was at final bout the last time we went. And he's always had sick cars. So it was always like, he was like my sounding board. It was like, is this that, is this a thing? So I had someone in my life that was like, people would always gawk at his car. So it was like, I knew that what that guy was doing was like Mm -hmm. on point and he was a hardcore Zilvia dude. Mm -hmm. So like he, he carried himself in like a Zilvia manner on every forum. (laughs) Like if you stepped to him, he would like virtually fuck you up on things. Like he would just (laughs) go to town on you. So like, I kind of knew that dude what he was putting down was like the right thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like a solid sounding board. So that's how I like made that jump to like, well, how do I build a proper car? This guy's building a proper car. What's he doing? And then like, I put in some work, I'd ask him some questions. I do some research. And then my other friend, which was Dave Golke, my brother's best friend sold car parts. So then I'd bounce ideas off him and be like, okay, well, what's going to work for this. And then I do my research on that. And then that's how I ended up building my S chassis. But it was knowing that, like, I guess being around people that were doing like proper shit. So to answer your question, Gerard, I think if you're around people that are doing proper things, you're probably more likely to do proper stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's it. I had that influence from specialty engineering and stuff like that. And it's like, like all, like when I first moved here, all the cars were like ex Westwood cars. And one thing that sort of resonated amongst all of them is they had wide wheels. Like it didn't matter what fucking wheels they were. They were wide and steelies with trim rings or like they were Libras that were wide or Rikens that were wide. And like, I knew that that look was like the look and like, yeah, like back then wide and steelies that were 13 inches on a Corolla were fucking sick because it was like, 13 by 8 to this day 
yeah, that's still fucking cool. You know what I mean? It's like, I guess. Yeah, like, and oh, like, man, I, here's the thing. This is a thought. It's like ESRs or like XXRs, and you, and this is like, I'm just using the fake wheels as mm-hmm, a killer mm-hmm. for whatever. You know, use your imagination. If you're the coolest dude in your crew or like, like out of your friends, yeah. and you're on those wheels, and that's your circle. And you're the one that everybody looks up to for guidance, then probably you're never going to s- surpass that. Uh, to quote Daryl, Daryl with the JZX100, um, he was said like that old saying, if I'm the smartest guy in the room, then I'm probably in the wrong room. I yeah. should be in the room with people that are like smarter than me and what mm-hmm. I'm aspiring to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly it. It's, it's like, if you're the dude, and uh, yeah, you got to be around other people to like push you, push you further. I guess that's how you get from ESRs to to SSRs. And I mean, I guess that's the thing is it is a certain kind of person that that like like maybe they just don't see past that. Maybe that maybe that person that has ESRs just fucking wears shitty clothes too. They don't care. They don't <laughs> they don't see the rest of it. No, I mean, like it is it no, is a no, thing. No, like, there's, there's that whole thing of like genuine something or like quality something or like something that has substance or stands for something. And maybe they just like, don't see that or don't give a fuck or they don't know. And that's just it. They're just never going to know. Or in the same token, it's like food, right? It's like yeah, exactly. food as fuel and not as like Wendy's experience. ESRs yeah. fucking. Yeah. And like, so that's it. So I think, but I don't the, think people who see food as fuel are eating at Wendy's, but yeah, I've you talked to so? people that no, Absolutely. I've talked to someone that's like, if it fills my gut, I'm like, I'm good. I'll but to me, whatever. that's not the person who's like, yo, this is the fuel I'm putting into my body. Oh like, yeah, no, 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 no. That was a different thing. That's know, a different type like, of fuel person. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay, a different yeah. type. It's, gatekeeping isn't about knowledge. It's not about. It's not about like keeping people out that you don't think that don't deserve it. It's not like if this person's on your level. I just assumed it was like about tact like you know like and that's yeah. that's where that comes from okay i think it but, is like a little bit of that like whole group mentality though too and like and maybe that's only only on the forum zone where it's like you know like when you and like your 10 closest homie four on the forums are all like you know they're all chirping this one dude like you're probably going to come in and chirp that same dude like yeah you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah. well that's mob crew mentality right there yeah exactly <laughs> That's definitely mob crew mentality. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, that's my thought on like gatekeeping. It's like, uh, like it needs to exist, but I don't think it's as harsh as people like, cause you often hear about it and people will be like, well, like, fuck, this is what's ruining the scene. And I've never seen it to ruin the scene. I've always personally seen it to like elevate the scene. But there are limitations to it. I yeah. think the worst part is when there's someone who's super arrogant and trying to gatekeep, but doesn't really have a foot to stand on. Those are the gatekeepers that give the other gatekeepers a bad name. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. The, uh, the only other thing I can think of is when I moved here, I remember being like, why are all these different crews like in different sections? Like, why is everyone like sections off into different compartments and someone told me they're like tax brackets that's what it was just like because but it was like and then and then my mind at the time i think i kind of like made sense of it where i was like the dude with the very expensive honda with all the very expensive parts that can afford all of the very like everything is probably a separate tax bracket than i'm in and then like the dude obviously like i'm not gonna hang out with like euro like bmw german dudes but that's probably a different tax bracket than i'm in and uh, so i early on i think i also like wrote that off where i was like oh yeah like tax brackets it was like even when like uh they were doing like all the filthy stuff that seemed like a very different tax bracket than i mean it's not totally true but i'm like there's definitely crossover in between there you know there's probably super rich dudes who have super like you know not super expensive cars that they're really really into yeah but i I mean i guess it can't really it can only work that one way though it can't work the other way yeah because there's no like poverty spec dude who just like has a lamborghini Mm -hmm. and that's all he's into (laughs) 
you know like this, but then this, even this, imagine like and i thought about this too i was like imagine a dude has like we'll say like uh, an m3 and he comes and hangs out with a bunch of like japanese imports and he rolls up and i'm like super amped on gerard's blit on its wheels and it's lowered and it's got like super like cool fitment and then kevin rolls up and i'm like oh shit gotta get photos of kevin's car and this dude's got this m3 or whatever that he's like super proud of and then i'm i don't care about it in that scenario because it's like the things that i care about are off in this box and i was like obviously not everyone can live live together in harmony because it's like that dude wants someone to be amped on his car and i'm not going to be that dude to be amped on his car but i think that's where you find that compartmentalization where it's like yeah you're going to hang out with the dudes who are amped on that car and they're going to be the dudes who have the m3s exactly and they're going to be like your m3 is sicker than my m3 and like oh and you're going to be like yo that's an awesome feeling i love it when those fucking guys do that funny you guys bring that up because honestly like growing up that's i never fucking had that because i was always into those weird fucked up cars and the only people that would like be in your crew were like other weird fucked up people like i said there's like into the cortinas it was like the keebler elf and a bunch of other fucking weird dudes and then when i was into the volvos it was like i mean even today volvo dudes are like kind of weird right like and and then yeah so when i was into the pintos that was like no man's land like nobody's into pintos and then i finally got a civic and it was like like the whole fucking world is in the civic so it's like well i finally like accepted cool like all these things yeah and then when i then you're already like a drop in the bucket yeah but then when i went to the crested as it was kind of the same things like i was like the crested a guy like nobody was really into Cressidas and then I built this kind of cool one and then all of a sudden like people were like yo like yo Mr. Cressida guy like your Cressida's sick and then it's like now the Cressidas are kind of a thing you know what I mean and like I guess now you know then it became JZX's and became you know Celsius or whatever 161's and like but yeah you always got to have that that sort of following or like people that are into the shit and like if you want to be friends with the people that are into the shit you'll probably stay being into that shit but like yeah yeah it's very easy to like be into something and like the people that are into it are just like not really dope and you're just like eh, like I'm yeah and i could see that being a problem like if because that's kind of the, the thing that a gate kept person might say it's like yeah. oh the people aren't dope and they're not accepting of me but then that's where I struggle is like, I've, I've never struggled to get in where one would fit in, (laughs) in that sense, you know, like, it's never been like, Oh my God, like, you know, so, and that's why I always wonder, it's like, in the beginning of the episode, I said, like, not everybody has to be your friend. Like you can like the same things, but that doesn't mean. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, look, uh, my uh, where I work was very social and there was this big debate about whether if we did a thing should everyone be invited or is it fine that there's like separate slack like messaging groups for different things and some people were <laughs> very like adamant they're like if we, you work at the company you should be invited and it's like just because I work in the same place as you doesn't mean I want to hang out with you like I will always be civil to you and polite and have a conversation but that doesn't mean that i want to hang out with you after work and have a drink and it was like that's the same thing it's like you can't force those things on people and the tactless seem to be complaining about their place in in the in the in the gated community and it seems like it's <laughs> self-imposed so there we go what did we learn i think everything's always been gate kept and that's just been the way that things are and if correct me if I'm wrong, but like maybe don't complain about it as much and be more open to like feedback and mm-hmm. have tact. I was just thinking when you said that about us being gate kept out of Penticton and out of Area 27, and how it was like, all right, well, like if I'm going to take what we're saying and just be better and come, you know, what can I actually do? I'm going to buy the new K-Man, I guess. Sour puss about it. (laughs) Well, okay. So rule number one, we don't be Dave Vickers and we don't go on their Facebook page and fucking call them out, which felt very, like it's a very visceral reaction and it felt very probably good at the time. But now in hindsight, 
from. I mean, they, it's all, they deleted it all. They deleted yeah, everything they deleted anyway, it. so it doesn't so really matter. They delete. They gate kept it out, and then they weeded out all the bad comments. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't turn on the right setting on their Facebook account. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for that, that is, I think, uh, if we had tact and actually like proposed a business plan and we're like nice about it i imagine it would be a little bit better uh gatekeeping how do you feel about it good bad did we learn anything i feel like it's somewhat of a necessary evil um there's 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 levels to this shit as the ute say um but yeah i mean sometimes it's a necessary evil maybe if you don't want to be gate kept you could approach people with some tact and politeness and they might be more willing to give you what you're actually looking for. And maybe gatekeepers should also use tact and politeness. Everyone should just be a little bit nicer to yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. We're There's layers to the shit like tiramisu. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anything Gerard that you can think of? You're a gatekeeper. I, I am. I do have something. It's just do your fucking work and like try to learn a bit about the thing before you try to approach the gatekeeper and be like, give me all the answers. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9. Thanks, thanks uh, very much. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>